welcome to Touch Grass, the show that delves into personal development and empowerment. I'm your host, Isita, and today's episode is all about a topic that resonates with many of us, self-sabotage. We're going to unpack today what it is, its various manifestations, the psychology behind it. Now remember, I'm not a psychologist, but I'm just using my own experiences and the research that I've done on this today and what I've seen in other persons and can give you some real life examples as we go along. And most importantly, actionable strategies to overcome it. So just let us jump right in. All right, to start, let's grasp the concept of what self-sabotage is. It's those perplexing behaviors that seem to sabotage our own progress, often derailing our goals, dreams, and potential. So, in other words, anything you do that causes you not to grow, not to succeed, just stops you from getting where you really want to go. So I've compiled a list of common signs to help us identify and we're just going to go through each of them and I want you to look into yourself to see if there's if any of these resonate with you then you probably are self-sabotaging and then we're going to give you some tips at the end to just kind of help you get through that. Procrastination. The art of delaying important tasks sometimes due to fear of failure or sense of inadequacy. Now you'll find out that with each of these subtopics that all of them kind of connect with each other. So, you know, we all have some level of procrastination, you know, some level of delaying to do the big task, but is it preventing you from being successful? Is you not doing these tasks something that is going to prevent you from moving on to your ultimate goal, right? Fear of success and fear of failure, it ties hand in hand with negative self-talk. So we consistently criticize ourselves and our ability to erode our self-esteem. We really talk the worst to ourselves, if you think about it. Sometimes when somebody says something, say that hurt your feelings, it's because we already told ourselves that and we believe what we're telling ourselves. And as a result, that negative talk that somebody tells us, it really and truly is resonating with us because we say, yeah, that must be true. The fear of success is the the apprehensiveness of accomplishing goals because success might usher an unfamiliar responsibility. Uh, fear of failure, avoid challenges or opportunities. All right. The best way to, ex- to, to explain that is you know, one job, there is a promotion coming up, and you negatively self talk yourself out of it. Uh, no, sir, I may not have enough qualifications to do this. I don't have enough qualifications to move on in this space. Everybody else in this space has way more qualifications, so I'm not going to even apply. I've only been here for three months and there's no way they will consider what I've done and know the kind of work that I'm able to um, give to the company. So I don't think I'm going to apply for this job at all. Or these are my favorites. They're not paying me enough to be a supervisor in this place. This level of stress that I see the supervisors get under, I don't, I, they're not paying me enough to do that. Or no, I don't want that kind of responsibility at all because I just can't be bothered with everything that I'm going on in my life right now that this is not going to work out for me. Or my personal favorite, I just want to come to work, do my job, mind my business, and go home. A lot of those things we say to ourselves because we're trying to avoid the success. We are afraid to move on. We are sabotaging ourselves from what could possibly be there because we feel like we're going to fail and we're not going to be successful in that space and we're going to be criticized. And a lot of times it's just we telling ourselves these things to just stop us from doing what we need to do to move forward. The other way we self-sabotage is by setting unrealistic goals. 
you know your circumstances you know your capabilities you know when and how you can do a particular thing because you set little goals medium sized goals long-term goals in your life so you have some experience where that is concerned but you when you're self-sabotaging will set a goal that you know you won't be able to meet it's unrealistic you really are just deliberately set up yourself for disappointment you avoid challenges like the promotion i was telling you about you avoid that you avoid going out on that date you avoid taking a chance with a new hairstyle or even a, a changing your, your nail color you avoid certain things because you prefer comfort zones and resist new experiences or opportunities you repeat destructive patterns engages in engaging in behavior that consistently leads to negative outcomes for example you will continue to speak to an ex even though you know that your present boyfriend have a problem with it and you can't even explain to yourself as to why you're still talking to this ex. There's no benefit talking to him. There's no benefit to your new relationship talking to that person, but you continue to do that. Or you consistently show up work for, late for work um, knowing that you're going to get into some kind of altercation with your boss, but you consistently do that in the sense that you know even sometimes don't realize that you're doing it and it's a destructive pattern that you can't seem to get out of at all. So now that we understand self-sabotage itself, we're going to dive deeper into the psychology of it. It really breaks down into three parts, fear of success, fear of failure, and negative self-talk. But the negative self-talk is really what impacts everything else. Negative self-talk is the internal dialogue characterized by critical, pessimistic, and self-defeating thoughts about oneself. It's the way we talk to ourselves in our minds, often understanding our abilities, dwelling on our shortcomings and focusing on negative aspects of situations. Here are a few examples. I'm just going to run through these quickly so we can, you know, get back to the meat of the matter. So overgeneralizing, always miss, I always mess up things, I'm terrible at my job, catastrophizing things, blowing things out of proportion. If I mess up even a little, everyone will think I'm a failure. Personalization, taking responsibility for things beyond your control. They must not want to be around me because I'm boring. Black and white thinking, seeing situations in extremes without considering middle grounds or considering any other circumstances. I'm a total failure because I couldn't complete it perfectly. Discounting positives, minimizing or ignoring positive experiences and focusing on solely on the negative. They're just being nice. My work isn't that great. Discount mind reading, sorry. Assuming you know what others are thinking about you, often in negative ways, they must be making fun of me. Should statement, using words like should, must, or ought to, to pressure yourself. If you're resting instead of working, thinking, I should be productive all the time. I should have done this. I should have done that. And then finally, comparisons. Constantly comparing yourself unfavorable to others, seeing successful friends and thinking, I'll never achieve that. I never achieve what they have. I'm just not that talented or I never have that great experience with anything or anybody because I'm not a good conversationalist. Negative self-talk can be damaging, impacting your self-esteem, your confidence and overall well-being. It's important to recognize these patterns and challenge them by replacing them with realistic and compassionate thoughts. Give yourself grace. Instead of I'm a failure, try I made a mistake. But mistakes are part of learning and growing. By addressing negative self-talk, you can create a more positive and supportive inner dialogue that contributes to your mental and emotional resilience. So the psychology behind all of that, where it connects to fear of failure and fear of success, is that 
because we tell ourselves these negative things and we look at all our mistakes as something terrible and terribly bad we think that there's no hope for us for, to be successful and or we are just doomed for failure the way we speak to ourselves is the reason why we sabotage ourselves in getting anything we want in life. If you look at somebody who is always happy and positive and you're always wondering, you know, oh my God, how are things always working out for you? It's not that things are always working out for them. It's that they don't look at their failures and the negatives in their life as a setback. They look at it as a stepping stone to growth. They look at it as another opportunity to make a change. They look at the fact that they came out of the situation and is now out here can talk about it. A way to know, improve on it and move on. So the first thing that we need to address in terms of not self-sabotaging is not speaking negative to ourselves. I don't deserve this relationship because I've always messed up every other one before. I don't deserve to be happy because I did something bad in a previous relationship or I've done things bad in my life that makes me not be able to deserve anything good and happy. And if you tell yourself those things, you're already setting up yourself for failure. You're already not being able to succeed. You're already failing at everything because you yourself don't believe in you. And it might sound cliche, it might sound stupid and dumb, but the fact of the matter is it's tough to start with you. No matter how great somebody tells you you are, it doesn't matter how great the external world tells you are, if you don't believe it, it does not, it's not real. It's not real. If you don't believe that you're a gorgeous, beautiful, strong black woman, you're a strong-willed man, you will not act that way. Even if some of the times you're saying it to yourself for you to feel better about you so you can actually do it, you're faking it till you make it. Nothing wrong with faking it till you make it. You tell yourself enough positive things, you will start to believe it. You'll realize that you already are your own positive reinforcement and nothing outside can really tarnish that. So before we can even address or sabotage in ways, we have to address the way we speak to ourselves and give ourselves grace. Like I said, mistakes are part of our journey. And nothing is wrong with making mistakes. It's the, what's wrong is making those mistakes and not learning from them. Once you're learning from them in any manner way, that will impact your overall feeling about yourself on a whole. So think about that. Deep into yourself. Get deep into yourself and think about that. Think about how you really talk to yourself in your mind. Do you have this relationship in your head with yourself that is not healthy? Because so, you yourself are your own you know catalyst to being more mentally stable and more mentally healthy recognizing where your negativity is coming from and recognizing how that negativity impacts your life is one of the first ways to know break out of that break free and take action in your life and with the understanding of self-sabotage origins let's now transition into strategies to empower you to overcome these patterns and pave the way for growth but that's the point you want to Get to a place where you're more comfortable in yourself, comfortable in your head, and will take those challenges and chances in your in your life that will help you to be successful. Self-awareness and identification is one of probably the hardest things that you have to go through when you get into your self-development journey. Because when you get into self-awareness and identify what you want and what you don't like, you'll realize that there's not everything about yourself that you yourself like. And sometimes the way you you project that is by not liking a particular person for a particular behavior because you yourself had a behavior sometimes we see things in people that we hate and the reason why we hate it is because we have those um bad traits that we know we have and we're hiding it from ourselves and we don't want to take responsibility for it so you just don't like to see it in other people self-awareness is a huge part of your self-development i'm going to repeat that throughout this podcast because it is the only way you'll identify where you need to go. 
I'm sure your parents or your grandparents said to you, so you can't know where you are if you don't know where you come from. So if you don't know where you're coming from, you don't know your history, you don't know who you are, you don't know where you need to go, uh, where you, how you need to fix that to get to where you need to go. Sometimes as well that you don't need to know where you're going, you just need to know where you don't want to end up. So if you know that you want to go to Kingston, let's use direction for police purposes, you know you're not going to head the right direction. So sometimes knowing where you don't knowing where you don't want to end up is going to be probably your, your, your starting point or the point you need to go. But self-awareness is a huge part of it. And you get through this by taking some time, reflecting some time with yourself and understanding certain things, unpacking certain things that you need. Therapy can help with this a lot, but we're not going to dive into what therapy is and the benefits of that. We do a whole podcast about that another time. But you have to spend some time with yourself. You also ever hear the saying that if you don't like your own company, how do you expect anybody else to like you? If you don't understand what you want, how do you expect anybody to understand what they need to give you? If you don't understand what love is, how can you love? It's really that simple. It might sound like a whole bag of, oh my God, hard work. And it is, it does take some work, but it's really that simple. Once you've established that you need to understand who you are in order to know where you need to go, then that's the best way to move forward. Recognize the signs of self-sabotage within yourself. You have to sit down with yourself. As a self, mm, this is not healthy for me. This has impacted somebody I love and care about. This is impacting my life. This is impacting my livelihood. You know what I mean? At the end of the podcast, I'll give you a list of things of how self-sabotage can impact your life. And with you being furnished with the tools to, to, to stop that, you definitely, for sure, can move on and be better in the, in the way you're growing. Setting realistic goals is also very important. Now, it's not only just financial goals that we're talking about. We're talking about emotional goals or, you know, things that we would, or, or tasks. For example, you know you're always late for work. You know this. You know this. You constantly get talked about by, talked to about it by a supervisor. You constantly are in problems. You're late for meetings. You're late for tasks. Things don't get wrong. You're late for picking up your kids and all of that. You have to now set realistic goals. You have to assess, look into yourself in terms of your self-awareness and see what is causing me to always be so late. You're going to look at your routines. You're going to look at your mindset. You're going to look at all those things and then you're going to make the adjustment where you need to. So let's break it down very simple. You're always there for work, right? You go to bed 12 o'clock every morning, but you need to get to work at five. There's no way you can accomplish that successfully if you're not getting enough sleep, enough rest. You're also not preparing your things for work before you go to bed. You don't have a straight drive to go to work, so you have to figure out how you're going to get a ride to work, but you're not doing that until the morning off. You're not setting up strategies to help you create a proper routine for you to get to work on time. So you have to set realistic goals. So you're going to go, all right, I go to bed at 2 o'clock for the next three months. I'm going to try to take off an hour off of every night I sleep. So I put on an hour. I'm going to go to bed at 1 tonight. And you do that for a week and I'm going to bed at 12 and then 11 and then 10 and then 9 until you get to a point in your routine where you're actually getting enough rest. And you're going to make sure that you remember to put out your clothes. And you're going to remember to call a driver to tell him to come pick you up at a particular time. So that's how it is in terms of setting realistic goals. You set goals, very short-term goals that you can, can do. Very simple things. And those simple things that you do can help create bigger tasks. So if you're early for work all the time now and you have reset the expectations where your 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 employees are concerned you might be considered for a promotion you might be considered to do something else you might consider to train other people who are late from to come to work to how to get to work you can even start an entire business of how to get to work early you don't know where it's going to go 
unless you have started to set those small goals for yourself and work towards those. One of the other ways that you can obviously empower yourself to do it, doing better when it comes down to self-sabotaging is seeking support, reaching out to friends, mentors, professionals for guidance and encouragement. So yes, you're going to talk yourself through being positive. You're going to, I'm doing well, I'm doing okay. You know, talk all those positive things to yourself. But some of us actually need some external validation. Not a lot. But some of us need a little bit. So having a mentor or a friend or a professional or a guidance or a therapist to say, hey, you are coming from here to there. You were always three hours late for work. Now you're only two. And now you're moving down to one. And I see that growth in you. And I and, and you should applaud yourself. You know, applaud yourself for those milestones. That's also another way to kind of ensure that you're on the right path in your self-development. Rewarding yourself for the small wins that you have. Don't be afraid say i did good here don't be afraid to buy yourself that nice jewelry or buy yourself that you know nice earring or or, or clothes or take yourself out on a trip for reaching a milestone that you have set for yourself don't be unreal unrealistic about it and don't put everything that you do a value on it some things are just for you to feel good about something you don't have to reward yourself about every day some things you can just you know good job Good, good job, Sita. Pat yourself on the back. I did a good job here and move on for that is concerned. But seeking support is very important because it's it really is one way that you can see where you're going and see that other persons are seeing it too because like I said, some people need external validation. I can give you an example of how my own self-sabotage and negative self-talk impacted my life and how I overcame it. Now, for years, I was in a relationship with someone who told me that I wasn't a good mother because their idea of what a motherhood is, I did not, you know, match up to that kind of criteria. And then when you look into society, there is always this ideal idea of what a mother should be or what some, a woman should do in terms of being a parent to someone. And you will struggle under somebody's expectation of you, especially when they don't, themselves don't know what they want or what is really there to be. And like I always says, motherhood and parenting is not something that somebody give you a manual to do. You have to really learn this on your own and on the way. And a lot of times our children are who guide us into being the kind of parent that we need to be. Because if you have a difficult child or a sick child or easygoing child, your personality in terms of how you deal with them, if you're a loving person, will be different from how you deal with anybody else because, you know, the child is leading the way. So I struggled with being the kind of mother that I thought this particular person wanted to be, me to be. I was told constantly that um, I wasn't a good mother. But the issue is I can't even blame him for that too much because I was telling myself that I'm not sure what I'm doing. I'm not sure what I'm doing. Uh, I'm not a great mom. How is it that I fell asleep in this situation? Why didn't I notice this? Why didn't I see this? And when you're a young mom and a first time mom or any mom at all, you will have some sort of doubt because we're not perfect. So I struggled under that for a long time and I spent a lot of time overcompensating and started to overthink and you know, doomsday kind of thing. What if I don't do this properly? I can bet that something's going to happen if I don't get this right and that kind of thing. And then I started to ask for help. I asked my mom to tell me how certain things were done. I looked at other mothers who I liked and emulated to see how they did, how they spoke to their children. I started to read. I went to therapy. And through that, I started to tell myself 
things that made me feel better about being a mom. I started to praise myself for the little wins. Well, I made it another year and this child is healthy and strong and in school. Oh wow, look at her grades. I helped her with her homework every day this year and she did good in school. I combed my daughter's hair and it was like, oh, this is cute. It looks good on her. She loves it and she's looking in the mirror and all that kind of stuff. So I'm telling myself that this is good. I'm doing good. My children are healthy. My They're happy and they're talking to me and they're grounded and sound. And then I started to reevaluate for myself what I thought a good mother would be. That in of itself is really hard because you're going to have to break away. Like for me, I had to break away from what was traditionally a good mom and what society said a good mom was and whether or not I needed to be stricter or lenient or a, a silky mom or a, a, a whatever the internet says it is. And through doing that and identifying for myself, which is now being self-aware in a situation, I was able to now establish a routine and pattern and healthier ways to deal with my issues that I had with being a mother and how to deal with my children. And of course, allowing my children to guide me in terms of how they wanted to be spoken to and how they wanted to be loved. So I took myself out of it. I didn't personalize it anymore. It wasn't a me thing. This was about my kids, what they needed, how they needed to function, how they needed to move forward. And at the end of the day, I'm still a mom. My kids are still young and they're still growing. But so far, so good. And I have to pat myself on the shoulder and I take the kids out on vacation and myself. And I buy myself Starbucks coffees to say, yeah, you do good today. Yeah, go on through with my friend. Your kids are healthy, they're home, they're safe. And there's nothing that you need to worry about at this present part in your life where they're concerned. So that's a good example of how, and I know a lot of mothers here follow the podcast, so you should be able to understand exactly where I'm coming from in terms of being challenged in society about the way you parent and the way you speak to your kids and the way you raise them at the schools you send them to and everybody else having their own opinion. But you need to look into yourself and to see that you're doing a good job and look at the child because though they are your external validation, they are who's important. What are you doing for them? Are they healthy and strong? And sometimes as well, the kids, they're kids, so they're not mature enough to understand that what you're doing for them is the best for them. So you have to also find in yourself, be self-aware, know what you want, know what you're about, know your shortcomings, and also positively tell yourself that you're doing a good job in order for you to get to the space where you're not, this is not bothering you. And somebody telling that you're a bad mom, you just can't laugh it off, or it doesn't affect you as much as it, it would. Like it doesn't cripple you or stop you in the track and say, how dare you, and you get defensive. You just laugh it off or shock it off because you say, you know, this person doesn't know who I am. They don't know my struggles. They don't know my pain. They know what I go through. They don't know why I have to make the decisions that I have to make in my life for my kids and myself. And that is usually how the process works in terms of understanding that you are self-sabotaging, being aware that you need to make a change and actually doing the change itself. I'm going to reel off to you right now the ways that self-sabotage can significantly impact your life. And I want you to think about it. I want you to reflect in yourself and think about if you're doing any of these. I'm reading from something, so it's not something that I'm going to give you an example of or anything. But I want you to think about it and just listen to see if any of this is somebody is something that you're doing. And then probably you can do further research now into trying to empower yourself through it. Stifled progress. Self-sabotage hinders your ability to make progress regard towards your goals. It keeps you stuck in a cycle of behavior and prevents you from reaching your full potential same stuck same same kind of relationship they're getting into the same kind of difficulties you have in job you're stuck in cycling you're cycling your progress you're stuck in this cycle of always in the same thing 
missing opportunities to avoid challenges and staying within your comfort zone you miss out on opportunities for growth and learning new experiences that could enrich your life undermined confidence engaging in self-sabotage behaviors can erode your self-confidence and self-esteem negative self-talks we'll go back to that and repeated failures reinforce the belief that you are incapable of success strained relationships perfectionism fear of failure and negative self-talk can impact your interactions with others you might become overly critical of yourself and project those feelings onto those around you think about the relationships you have remember that talk we had on our lives if you've been on one of my lives you'll probably hear we talk about the time the way that person said they can't have no friends and friends are foolishness and we know i'm a friend of my life and every friend i have i've always been this and been that maybe they are not a problem maybe you are maybe you are the one that's preventing yourself from having a good friend probably you're sabotaging yourself from having that relationship because you've been burnt and you're holding on to the baggage from previous relationships and saying that because of those previous relationships you're not deserving of a new one negative self-talk or just the fact that you do having a friend in your life or having friendships or good relationship may make you successful in the relationship area and you are afraid to be successful in that area so increased stress procrastination and unrealistic goal setting can lead to increased stress and pressure and trust me think about it you hear say you want to go wash some clothes and you sit down and do nothing for the longest while and then all of a sudden oh i need to get up i need to go and i need to just get this done and you don't and then you start feel stress and pressure and then the next morning you get up and probably you need a one shirt out of it and you're stressed and pressured over that one shirt which you have 15 other shirts in the closet you can you can use but because you're in this cycle of self-sabotage and you're just telling yourself that the one thing that you delayed from doing is the reason why you're not able to function properly today limited fulfillment the fear of success can lead to sense of unfulfillment as you avoid pursuing your passion or taking risk and could lead to personal satisfaction career impact self-sabotage can hinder your professional growth we already went through that Mental health effects, self-sabotage can contribute to feelings of anxiety, depression, frustration. The cycle of repeating destructive patterns can negatively impact your overall mental well-being. Always in that trauma bond with that ex or that trauma bond with that boyfriend. And the only time when it's successful or when it's okay or when I have some big trauma in a life that we need to bond together with. Health consequences, the stress and anxiety resulting from self-sabotage can lead to various health issues including disrupted sleep patterns, decreased immune function and even chronic conditions. You know self-sabotage can cause you to gain weight because you're not sleeping properly, you're not eating properly, you're telling yourself that you don't deserve to look any better or you don't deserve a healthy life and you might not even be thinking that you're telling yourself that but that's subconsciously what's in your mind. Limiting personal growth, self-sabotage keeps you from evolving and becoming the best version of yourself. It prevents you from learning from your mistakes and adapting to new situations. You're never too old to learn. You're never too big to grow. Always remember there's some level of growth and learning in your life no matter how old you get, no matter where you are in life. And once you have understood that, you're not sabotaging yourself. If you tell yourself, I'm too old to learn, I'm too old to change, I can't bother with this, then you are just already stopping yourself from being the best part of yourself that you can be. Regret and resentment. Over time, the realization that you held yourself back due to self-sabotage can lead to feeling of regret and resentment towards yourself and that is another thing that you're gonna have to deal with the fact that you resent yourself or regret not moving forward on a particular thing and overall finally financial impact 
avoiding career opportunities, not pursuing additional ad- education or training, or not properly man- managing finances due to self-sabotage can have long-term financial consequences. You'll be in this job and you know that the job not work out for you, but you refuse to get more education and move on. Or if you, if you refuse to invest some time in your business to let it grow because you figure that if you grow and have too much money, money is the root of all evil. So there's a lot of, of things unpack when it comes to self-sabotage. Breaking free from self-sabotage requires effort and self-awareness. Recognizing the signs, understanding the underlying reasons, and implementing strategies to overcome these behaviors can lead to positive changes in your life. By challenging negative thoughts, patterns, and fostering self-compassion, you can create a path towards personal growth, improving well-being, and more fulfilling life. So I want you to take a look at all the things that we discussed today and see if there's anything at all that has resonated with you. And if there's... So if you found today's episode valuable, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Share this with somebody who you know needs to break free from self-sabotage or anybody at all that you think will just need to learn how to develop themselves a little bit more. We'd love to hear your thoughts and suggestions for future topics, so please leave a comment. Follow us on our social media, that's Touchgrass with Sita on Instagram. They will we'll post um, little comments and posts and... Um, quotes and stuff for the day that you can follow through leave a comment there share this information with somebody because we're trying to grow and help other people grow as well we'd love to hear your thoughts we'd love to hear suggestions as i said before until our next episode stay inspired keep thriving and break those self-sabotaging patterns i will see you on the next episode